This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Six years. Six years in. And what do it we have to show January for it? January 12th. <laughs> Not much. Not much. In the year of our Lord 2018. That we we launched, launched a show. podcast. Wow, six years ago. Because you know how, like, the six years between, say, ages 12 and 18, that's astronomical. Yeah, even zero to six is also astronomical, I'm That's here to true. tell you. Well, speaking of that, you had little, little, little babies. Yeah. This show is as old we were, as my children. When we were launching the show. Yeah, it's true. And now they have thoughts and feelings and words and songs and dances and fears and hopes and dreams. That's true. That's true. And we don't have any of that anymore. No, <laughs> no. Just nightmares. Pure nightmares. Just nightmares. No, that's not true. I think we, no. we we've it's been a good run. I feel like I know you better than many most people that I know now. Yeah, I I feel that way both about you knowing me and about me knowing you. I, I'm good with it. I'm I'm good with me it. Me too. Yeah, me too. Well, that's the thing is that you and I have talked about not all co-hosts, co-collaborators actually like each other. Yeah. And I think what's great about working with you is that I think we do like each other. I hope I'm not wrong about that. Yeah. But I think I think we do like each other. And I think that the things that we that we don't always appreciate about each other, we're just so direct about with each other that we almost like do like that about each other. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I think that has made the show what it is in some ways, right? I think we have like an uh, honesty with each other and an appreciation for each other, even if we drive each other crazy sometimes. And that's, that's real. And it's, I think that's, I so appreciate that because I think it's rare. Yeah. Um, and I think when the show has been very special to our listeners and to us, it's in part because of that. Yeah. And I am, yeah, I, I, I would even go so far to say as I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, man. And in case we totally buried the lead, oh, we're yeah. marking six years. <laughs> People listening are um, like, what the fuck is this? What's yeah, happening right now? <laughs> no, we're getting all mushy because here we are on, on a Friday when we usually pop into your feed or whatever day you listen to us. And this is the actual six-year anniversary of when we launched Endless Thread, when our first episode came out. Yeah. So it just seemed like a nice moment to say like, hey, it's really cool that we get to do this because 
not everybody does and not everybody gets to do it with someone um, as as terrific as you. So I feel really lucky. And, you too. And thank you for being my partner in podcasting. Man, thank you. The only other six-year-olds I really know are my kids. And <laughs> six-year-olds are great. Like, they are great. They want to party and hang out. They, like, if you just, like, do something crazy, they're, like, immediately in. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, if you just put peanut butter all over your face, they're like, yes. <laughs> yes. That and and do me next. You know what I mean? Like, and so, like, I feel I, if I were to set an intention for, the like, the sixth year of Endless Thread, I would say, or is it going to be the seventh year? Whatever. This is our seventh year of making it. Yes, yeah, six years completed. Six turns around the sun. Yeah, but if I were to set an intention for this, you know, the seventh year, I'd say that, you know, joy, yeah. joy and gameness and, like, just fun. So I... Here, here. I hope... I'm toasting my jar of peanut butter to your <laughs> jar of peanut butter. <laughs> This is the year. It goes all over our faces, <laughs> metaphorically, literally, spiritually. Yeah. I mean, you've been on a journey doing something else that we're like extremely excited about our Endless Thread listeners hearing, I want to say. And yet I can say, because I've been on that little side quest, it is so nice when we come back and do this. This feels like a cozy home to come back to <laughs> after like going out and exploring a, a weird Climbing wilderness. over the, mount the mountain, the icy, terrible, scary mountain. <laughs> yeah, just a very unknown thing. Yeah. And, and so I like that this is both a space that feels familiar and very comfortable and also that in that space we get to keep putting peanut butter on our faces yeah. and, and seeing, yeah. seeing what reaction we get and seeing what we want to do next. <laughs> well, on this day, six years in, we've got another internet-y episode for you. And <laughs> we're, yeah, we're excited for, that you've been with us for this long, if you have. And if you're new, get the hell out. Just kidding. We love you, too. <laughs> you know what's great, though, too, is that this is an episode that I don't think that we could have made six years ago with each other. That's true. And now we can. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this in uh, six, uh, another six years. Let's do it again. <laughs> Enjoy. Emery, do you like sports? Sports. Um, I like some sports very much. Okay. And I don't give. Yeah, you do, I guess. Don't I don't you? give a damn about other sports. All right. So I want you to listen to the first clip and tell me what sport we're talking about. Just as fun as any of the others. No LeBron tonight, but AD is going to bring plenty of excitement. Kick out. Conley gets the story. What sport? Well. I think I know. Yeah, I that's fine. What sport? Basketball. And what tipped you off to it? You asked me earlier in the week if I had heard about some Timberwolves thing. Oh. Uh, and but the my, audio didn't tip you off. You just remember. Well, I that think I, I heard. See, I think I heard a shoe squeak because mm -hmm. basketball is a very squeaky sport. Yeah, the old shoe squeak. Yeah. So the fact that the announcer says LeBron James. 
didn't. He does. He, I totally says, missed that. I'm LeBron. sorry. That totally went. No, past it's me. okay. You know what? You, all that matters is you stick the landing, and you stick the landing. <laughs> yes, because of that shoe squeak. It is basketball season, and this was a recent game between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes. Did you know, before I mentioned it to you this week, did you know that the Timberwolves existed? I did, because okay. my husband's into basketball. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I, you probably know more about basketball than I do. Mm, doubt it. I, I, could sh- I could spout off some names, but I can't tell you who they play for. <laughs> can't go. Tell you how Let's hear doing. it. I'm ready. Well, there's that guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. <laughs> That's a fun name to say. Yep. There's another guy named Bobin something who is like 11 feet tall. He is so tall. (laughs) He was in some commercial and whoever he was in the commercial with was only going to look comically small next to him. Okay. This Uh, is more of a dribble than a spout. No pun intended, but go on. Whoa. I've got facts, man. Kevin Durant. Okay. Jason Tatum. Okay. Good. Marcus Smart. These are all Celtics. Okay. Um, there was a guy on the Cavs for a while that I called Little Two because he was number two and he was a little small. A little um, small. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, again, you know more about basketball than I do. And this story is about a video, which some may call disturbing. Others may call arousing and still more may call amusing. <laughs> It is. You've been practicing that. (laughs) It is a video that involves the Timberwolves, kind of. And I came across it on Twitter, or X, Elon Musk's X, (laughs) after it was investigated thoroughly by this guy. I'm Jack Nickus. I'm the Brazil bureau chief for the New York Times. I cover Brazil and the southern half of South America. And I'm based in Rio de Janeiro. And this wasn't a story assigned to Jack by some editor at the Times, at the Mothership. You know, it wasn't like a must-cover-this-massive-Brazil story story. This was honestly where a lot of journalists do, in fact, get certain kinds of stories. It came from Jack's friend group. I actually came across it from my own online community, which is my fantasy baseball um, WhatsApp group. (laughs) <laughs> which are always okay. sharing weird memes. And this video was going viral uh, on Twitter, which I don't use that often anymore. And someone sent it in the group and was like, you're the Brazil reporter, figure this out, it's from Brazil. Do you get story ideas from your WhatsApp fantasy softball league, Ama? <laughs> I don't play fantasy sports, Ben. I live in the <laughs> real world. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so again, we should say... This was a strange video that was sent around, and it might be a bit of an earmuffs situation. So, parents, if you're listening with your kids right now, consider this your warning. Um, this video was sent to Jack in his WhatsApp fantasy baseball group, and Jack was very confused. It was a video talking about a U.S. basketball team, the Timberwolves of Minnesota, but it was a Brazilian account. You didn't understand, but what you could see was it was it was like from a Brazil account. Is that what, what I mean, were your I first saw, impressions? I, I mean, my first impressions were <laughs> what what the hell? Um, I think that was most people's first impressions, which is the point. We're going to come back to the fact that the point of the video is how bizarre it is, but we need to talk a little bit about basketball in Brazil. 
the NBA is a big deal in Brazil. Um, I mean, I think no surprise everyone knows soccer is the sport in Brazil. But basketball has a decent following. But Brazilian, the Brazilian Basketball League really doesn't have much of a following, and the NBA does. So each NBA team has a sort of fan club in Brazil. The Boston Celtics has one, the Lakers, the Warriors, etc. And this is the sort of official account of the Brazilian fan club of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, so let's review what we know so far. Okay. Okay. What What do you got? Just give me, hit me with the basic facts. There was some sort of video that yeah. blew up on Twitter. It's a weird video having to do with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Brazil is involved. Sounds mm-hmm. like an, an, an NBA fan club of the Minnesota Timberwolves in Brazil is involved. Yep. And it's getting shared. It's, it's blowing up and going viral in Brazil, and then it sort of blows up in the U.S. too. Okay, so that this reporter from the New York Times sees about it, hears about it in his yes. WhatsApp fantasy baseball group chat. Yes, and so we're about to see this pretty weird video. The video was posted in Brazil, which I underscore because it is maybe interesting later, I hope. And it's been posted by what can be described as a fan account. And fair warning, again, while this is not technically not safe for work, it is, it's, it's, I think you can handle it. Okay. You trust me? You think I personally can handle it? Yeah, I think you can handle it. (laughs) Oh, okay. I think we can handle it. As colleagues, I think we can handle it. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be okay. All right. We got it. Oh, yeah. This is very strange. Okay. There is... Does this develop or is it just a minute of the same? I don't know. You got to watch the whole thing, man. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, folks, Amory is going to process this and, and think deep <laughs> thoughts about it. Um, and, you know, and then uh, we're, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, she's going to describe the video. Right, Amory? I sure am. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, 
a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. Okay. How would you describe what you have now witnessed? You want me to give you give you the play-by-play as we say in sports? Sure. Okay, the, play, the play-by-play is <laughs> there's sports. A, sports. There's a very large gray wolf. Mm-hmm. A timber wolf, you might say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a timber wolf is. Um, and the timber wolf has who are they playing? Who is who are the Minnesota Timberwolves playing? I can't remember. This is like the second game of the season. So. Okay. Well, it seems like that's important information because the the other um, creature of sorts involved, it looks like a snow leopard, right? Or it's like a grayish yeah. leopard on the bottom. I don't think it matches up with the, with the with who mascot they were playing? of the other team, but I could be wrong. Oh, that's anyway, weird. I would have on. thought that this was symbolic of like mm-hmm. defeat. Mm-hmm. So the the wolf's mouth is like it's a this is a very um it's a very suggestive video shall we say the wolf's tongue the pa- okay the wolf is this is very hard to describe i know it's really hard to describe the with wolf, like and be safe for work it's very difficult i'm just going to go for it the wolf okay. is every time you're hearing the wolf like panting it's mm-hmm. lifting its mouth and specifically its tongue pulling its tongue up against the body of a kind of a a feminine classically feminine build or a, a slightly Maybe. androgynous yeah. male build sure. of whatever the bottom half feet sticking out bottom half slightly anthropomorphized what's that word anthropomorphized anthropomorphized thank yeah. you a slightly anthropomorphized um snow leopard's bottom half so the tongue is like stroking the body as the wolf is like panting and lifting its head up, I'm doing the motion of the wolf's mouth with my hand, which is why I just hit my <laughs> hit part of my <laughs> microphone here because <laughs> my hand is the wolf right now. I just want okay. you to know. All right, good. <laughs> and so it's like gliding its tongue up the body of this snow leopard for yes. a very long time. I very can't. Long. If, if I had encountered this video, I would have given up on it because I would have just assumed it was more of the same or like a loop. Uh huh. But eventually, the wolf picks the snow leopard thing up completely in its mouth, mm-hmm. swallows it, and you kind of watch as the creature goes down the wolf's gullet. Yeah. And then I thought it was going to like burp or fart at the end, but it didn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that that was a great description. Let's let's have Jack describe it too. Uh, a... a- a wolf the size of a dinosaur, maybe, right? That is basically eating uh, a man dressed as a wolf. It's all very cartoonish, but he's eating him up and down in a rather 
like erotic manner. Now, I should say that there was text sent out with this short video in the tweet. It basically says one dash one and another word in Portuguese. When I saw this tweet, it was kind of like, I mean, I love the NBA. I am uh, a student of the internet and someone's reported the internet for a long time. And I'm, I cover Brazil and speak Portuguese. So I was sort of like, I, I felt in a way, okay, if anyone's going to figure this, <laughs> what the hell's going on here, I might as well talk to this guy. So here's what Jack does. He gets in touch with the owner of the Timberwolves Brazil Twitter account by DMing him. And not surprisingly... It's really just some dude, this publicist in Rio, this guy, uh, Rodrigo Barbosa. Well, Rodrigo is a publicist. He does not work for the Timberwolves. He's just a fan, man. He became a Timberwolves fan, uh, you know, when they had Kevin Garnett on the team and all that. And he uh-huh. sort of stuck with this team, even though he has no connection to Minnesota. Um, and he, you know, started posting memes and things like that. But what Jack realizes as he's talking to Rodrigo is that the guy was just looking for Timberwolves-related content to post as a fan. And Rodrigo found this YouTube video by finding an account run by someone else back in the U.S. It's made by an account, Spruce Mokey, which appears to be an animator from Wisconsin, who Uh is a self-described vorophile. Do you know what a vorophile is? He says vorophile? Vorophile. I'm going to guess that it's a wolf enthusiast. Vorophilia, often shortened to vora or vor, vore. Oh, this is going to be darker than I was thinking. Is a paraphilia, wherein sexual arousal occurs in response to the idea of someone or something eating or being eaten by someone or something. So if you get your jollies from being consumed. Or consuming others. Or consuming others, you're a vorophile, apparently. You know, you really do learn something new every day. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know. Mom and Dad, I learned something. Did you know about vorophiles? I did not. No, I did not. It's a whole thing. I, I love the English language, man. All right, so Spruce Mokey, speaking of the English language, is not exclusively Timberwolves content. Their their vorophile videos, you know, they they got a whole mess of them. Involve a lot of dinosaurs, wolves, uh, deers, basically like eating people, uh, Mm -hmm. but doing it in this sort of erotic, suggestive manner. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a mix between like, Cartoon, softcore porn, uh, furries, uh, but all around the idea of getting eaten. What a so, nexus. Yeah, which, which <laughs> no one is surprised that the internet has this. Um, right? Are you surprised? No. No, I think, um, <laughs> I mean, truly, I know there is so much I do not know. <laughs> Same. And uh, I'm okay with that. But I I like learning about it. I'm glad to know that this is this is uh, this was made to scratch a particular itch. Yes, shall we say? So what I think is surprising about this is this sort of extremely weird and vaguely erotic thing from the internet 
like jumped into NBA sports fan culture. So this tweet was retweeted 22,000 times and it really, truly blew up. Um, people were talking about it all over the place. That's how it made it into Jack Nickus's group chat. And, you know, I, I just think it's interesting and, and Jack thinks it's interesting too. <laughs> it was the second game of the season. Um, right. they won and he just posted like, we're now, he just said one and one, the record of the team, we're back. And then this video with no context. And so I think everybody was just like, what the hell is this? So, um, yes. Yeah. I think, and I, I think it also just, it's an example of a, a fringe internet community being suddenly thrust into the spotlight of, um, a more mainstream community, you know, like the NBA Twitter, right? Yeah. It's got a big Twitter. So, community. so actual yeah. NBA players were retweeting this and tweeting about it and wondering yeah. what the heck it was. And yes, correct. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> it's kind of it's these, this culture hopping. Right. Into unexpected. It's like, you know what this is? This is on the internet when you like open a door and you see something that you weren't supposed to see behind that door and you're like, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, was just, I was looking for the bathroom. <laughs> That's so right. That's such a perfect analogy. That's such a perfect analogy. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And I think like basically like the entire U.S. did was the person opening the door mm-hmm. in a in a weird way. You know what I mean? And when this blew up, you know, there are, of course, other fan accounts in Brazil for NBA teams. And they started posting all of these, like, other ridiculous and inappropriate videos also. Oh, of course, because there's so many animal team names, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually haven't looked at these, but apparently the Golden State Warriors account also did it. And I'm kind of afraid oh. to find out what the- yeah. That's and of course, as soon as I said, there's so many other animal teams, I couldn't think of a single other one. So forget that I said that. But, They're like a Jacksonville Jackals or. Yeah, I don't sure. Know. That sounds right. <laughs> you and I, as sports experts, you and I are perfect for this. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off track. I'm sorry. I do. No, it's this. fine. <laughs> Back to the Golden State Warriors and whatever okay. creature was licking another creature. So again, this blew up. There were other Brazil fan accounts doing their own tweets of this kind of thing. There were follow-up tweets from Rodrigo, who posted more vorophile wolf-consuming person videos for after later games. Uh, and NBA players started reacting, including a Celtics forward, O'Shea Bursette, who tweeted... Quote, they can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> and eventually, the official Timberwolves account basically had to respond. And so they sent out a tweet. So the, Minnesota, the official Minnesota Timberwolves account tweeted the viral wolf eating video. Uh, and it, they put their own meme with Thanos looking uh, sort of aghast at us cell phone with a Timberwolves hat on. So they, they kind of responded with their own meme. So this is like a very brief and ridiculous kind of like meme, meme war, if you will, that started in Brazil with fetish content from Wisconsin and blew up in Brazil and then went back to the U.S. and, you know, went viral on NBA Twitter. And for a brief moment, 
all of this happened. And I know, Amory, that your head is exploding with the sheer philosophical intellectual thrust of all of this. <laughs> but here's what I think is interesting. It is kind of like you said, it's something that blew up because of this key difference between Brazil and the U.S. when it comes to the Internet. Have you ever heard of Had to Be Brazil? No. So this is a subreddit, which actually has now been made into a private sub, I think, ever since the API, like, mass resistance on Reddit. So it's a private subreddit now, but it's also a Twitter account and I think a hashtag on Instagram. It's almost like a distant relative to a normal day in Russia. Have you heard of that one? Mm, Yes, I have. It's sort of like curating all these crazy things that happen in Brazil. But it also represents the kind of vibes of the Brazilian Internet. And the vibes are different than the vibes of the U.S. Internet. Brazilians are very well known for an absurdist sense of humor on the Internet. And Jack says this is something he's really come to learn while living and working in Brazil, whether it is politics or sex or, you know, just really anything. There's just this kind of wild out there, explicit, absurdist, Dadaist sense of humor online in Brazil that kind of makes Americans seem a little square by comparison. In Brazil, that has been taken, I think, to another level where the Brazilian Internet has embraced an especially weird aesthetic and like the weirder and more absurdist it gets the more people like it or it goes viral and particularly among the especially online brazilians Mm -hmm. Um, and they like to push the envelope of what is weird and i think it reflects the culture in general i mean it's kind of a point of pride in a way but jack says that rodrigo the timberwolves fan account donor in brazil when he saw his tweet actually get retweeted twenty thousand times it actually kind of freaked him out he got worried that like the american internet was going to misunderstand and think he was like into weird porn and stuff like that but uh, <laughs> because he basically you know, he told me quote jokes are different here that like the brazilian sense of humor is just different but i think i don't know what do you what do you think about this um, I think that would be horrifying if you tweeted something not knowing the context of it and then it blows up and then you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Um, so I feel, I feel red in the face on his behalf. Yeah. Um, even though here we are clearing everything up for you, Rodrigo, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I love this stuff. This is what I love about internet stories and about how. It really is a tool not just for sharing information, which is like so 1996 or whatever. Superhighway. Right, right. And it's like when we're doing it a certain way, I am into the various ways in which we communicate with each other a sense of what it is to be like a human and alive and weird and wonderful. And this is that in such an accidental but to me like really uh, invigorating way. Are you saying you're voracious for more? I'm voracious. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that where that word comes from? Pretty sure. <laughs> yes, voracious. Um, yes, I am voracious for culture mishmashing, exchanging. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm the same. And I, I, I think even though this went viral because in a way Americans were mystified by it and it's almost like a sort of lost in translation thing in the beginning, right? Like 
we eventually got it. Like we realized it was just absurdist humor, I think. And we responded with our own memes that reflected our collective confusion, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and in a way that made it less of a lost in translation thing and more of like a laughing together thing, which I think is pretty cool. Americans and Brazilians can appreciate each other's like very different internet humors in the end and sort of share that humor. And beyond humor, I'm kind of curious if anyone watched the wolf video, like a basketball fan watched the wolf video and then realized that they too are a vorophile. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they were like, oh, oh. oh. We're converting some NBA players to (laughs) get dressed up in like Not converting, just uncovering. (laughs) We're peeling back the layers that have been there all along. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They did not know how much they wanted to be eaten or to eat something. (laughs) (laughs) that's good i love that god wouldn't you just love to know which nba players discovered that about themselves fans you know how many new how many new files do we have out there yeah (laughs) let's hear it raise your hand don't be shy (laughs) i love that all right endless thread listeners if you too have now realized that you are a vorophile please don't send us photos or videos, <laughs> but do but write send us them to and each tell other. Us. Yeah, send if it, that find, floats your boat. Yeah, find your other vorophile friends and do whatever it is you do mm-hmm. safely, <laughs> respectfully. Consume each other <laughs> with each other's consent. <laughs> consent consumption. Consumption consent. <laughs> Uh, that's my story for you today thank you I've learned a lot yeah do you want to thank me for it I'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) hey I like learning new things I really do same same so thank you for this this uh another another corner of the internet of course that we can tip our hats to (laughs) from afar This episode was co-hosted by my six years in partner in crime, Amory Sievertson. By me, Ben Brock Johnson. It was produced slightly by me, Ben Brock Johnson, and with production help from Grace Tatter. It was sound designed by Matt Reed. We'll see you next week, y'all.